Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to the weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hello. Benny. Hi there. Guys, I'm so happy to see you this week. Aww. We have a stacked list and we missed last week, which was a bit of a shame. Mm, um, yeah. We got our Captain Marvel review out, so thanks to everyone who's checked that out. Uh, everyone. <laughs> everyone. Thank everyone that's checked that out? Everyone. All of those views. <laughs> Thank you for giving them to us. Uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about with Captain Marvel this week. We have some stuff, personal stories about this YouTube uh, review that we've put up and all the comments we've got. So it's going to be a very interesting conversation, plus a shit load of trailers. But first, we got an announcement to make. Connor, do you want to announce some new oh, you've content? you completely thrown me under the <laughs> no, bus. I can do it. I no, can I'll do it. it. I'll do it. It's fine. To. It's fine. If you're I'm not happy, happy to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy um, to. So this is, this is actually not something really new that we're doing because this is one of the first shows that we did two years ago was um, something that we called Movie MMA. Uh, and the concept of it was basically we had – it came out of like a bet or a, an argument that we had had in a previous episode where – what was it? It was Spider-Man 3 versus Amazing Spider-Man. Which one was worse? Which one was worse? Well, I think, no, it was, which one was better, but it devolved yep. into which one is worse. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I th- we, we both picked, well, me, I picked a, a hill to die on and you two picked a hill to die on. And um, yeah, and, and we had this big <laughs> MMA. Um, Which you guys can go listen to it. Yeah. Just go back through the archives. It's it God, is it's a, like it is two years ago. It, it is a funny one. I've listened to that one a couple of times actually. Um, <laughs> sounds so narcissistic. When you no, say it, like it was that. in um, it was in Europe on the honeymoon. Yeah, uh, I, I just listened to that one. You were missing us. I, I was you. just listening, mm-hmm. missing the boys, yeah. missing the boys. So <laughs> we've wanted to bring that show back pretty much since we did the first one, but we haven't really figured out the best way to structure it or the best way to, to kind of go forward with a show and we focused on the weekly show and all that kind of stuff. So we're finally bringing back the MMA show, um, which is really exciting. And we're going to start it out by doing an MMA show for uh, the best phase one Marvel movie. Yes. is the first one on the slate. Um, so we'll release some more details coming up, guys. Uh, we'll get a release date, who's going to fight who, uh, it's going to be awesome. So stay tuned for that. Go like us on Facebook, and we got to we got to reboot the Instagram, boys. Benny, when you say we, Benny, <laughs> one of you guys got to do some social medias for once. But I didn't even have my own Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, yeah, I know. It's great. Um, well, this maybe can be your one. <laughs> so, uh, so stay tuned for that. It's going to yep. be awesome. I'm really pumped. And we also have another. Uh, show coming up which is we're gonna um this again this has been something on the on the cards for a while uh but we want to start doing commentary and we thought that um you know obviously with an end game coming out um what better way to start it than to do um a justice live commentary league. on justice league yes <laughs> you've, you've that'll probably me. be the second one yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll just be like two and a half hours of us silently crying yeah. <laughs> um no we're gonna do it with <laughs> infinity war Yes. Um, so we'll. I think we'll live stream that one. Actually, we'll try and live stream it, or we'll definitely do video content and a listen, uh, a listen format, an audio format, yeah. uh, <laughs> a listen format. Yeah, maybe Bandcamp. We've got to kind of figure out how to put that together, but uh, that will be coming up, as Connor said, before End Game. That'll be a nice little catch up. Exciting stuff. I haven't seen Infinity War since the cinema. Really? Neither. I've never seen it not on the big screen. So I've mm. I've watched it once in between. Um, and I, I, we, I actually talked about it on the podcast. Um, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, like, it doesn't <laughs> I'm actually really excited to watch it again, and I'm glad yeah. I've left that Although time. Although I'm, mm. I'm putting this out there right now. We're not watching it here. 
Okay, that's fine. I, I will not be subject to your sound system. For oh, a, well, for a you good bring film. over the sound system. I'm not going to carry out over my entire yes, sound you system. Will. No, I will not. Truck. We'll work out the details. Yeah. Off screen. <laughs> I'm going to do it on um, my bike. Strap <laughs> to my back. Um, no, that's not happening. Uh, yeah, so th- that's coming up as well. So it's all exciting stuff. Killer. And we've got some other cool stuff cooking in the background, guys. So the podcast strikes back, taking it to the next level. Thanks so much for all your listens and views. We really appreciate it. Let's get on with the show. Let's catch up on what everyone's been watching. I, I, uh, your list is going to be gargantuan. Yeah, I'm terrible. So, um, maybe we should start with us because like, ours is very small. Yeah, you well, did this I mean, to yourselves. You got two weeks yeah, of content. Uh, no. Oh, God. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I missed a couple, but I'll just go with what I can remember that I um, watched. Uh, one was um, uh, I started uh, – my girlfriend's been away for like two weeks. Um, she started her new job out of state, so I've, I've kind of – I'm in that weird space where it's got, I've got lots of time to watch things. But I'm also can't watch new things without her because then I just have to rewatch mm. it with her. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, ah, fuck. The shit. gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. So I um I ended up rewatching a good chunk of Disenchanted. Um, the Matt uh, I always get his name wrong. Matt Groening. Groening. I was gonna say Groening again. Mm. Um, the Matt Groening oh, uh, yes, animation. Yes. Fantasy um, Netflix. I never checked show. that out. Yeah, I, I I highly recommend it. It it kind of diminishing returns on the second time um one of the things that hasn't diminished is the music in it which is one of the key takeaways i took from it mark mothers for first devo yeah he's just the it's top notch it's really it is really film. the thing that sticks with you i didn't even finish the series and i quite enjoyed it but um yeah. the music was really good yeah it's really really spot on um i also watched uh sausage party um, that was another rewatch. Uh, that's such I don't think an, anyone's ever rewatched Sausage yes. Party. Such an, well, that, and that was kind of why I was curious. Like, Seth Rogen only saw it the once. Um, so egregious, uh, and I kind of love it. Mm. I mean, it's it's this weird mix of like really, it's it's kind of like taking the fart joke to the next level. It's mm. really juvenile humor with this kind of highbrow storyline and, and I, I remember distinctly being in the cinema and they burst in the song very early on and i was like yeah. holy fuck this is like a full disney parody mm. oh my musical, god like, there's going musical all aspects there's proper production like proper songs the the puns in it are just it 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 is it's uh, what was the movie um where they said oh it's a leak a cloudy with a chance of meatballs it's like taking that to another level in, in terms of uh, food puns. Um, and then for the next week, I just sung Meatloaf, uh, <laughs> which is one of my favorite jokes of the entire thing. It's just Meatloaf singing mm. um, as a Meatloaf. So yeah, rewatched that. Also rewatched Inglorious Bastards, um, which is one that I, I always kind of go hot and cold on for, for Tarantino. Like it's- For real? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that for me is one of his. That's top yeah, three for me. Yeah, and, and yeah. most people do. And then on any given day, I could put it in my top three, or it could be kind of in bottom really? three. Yeah, I no, just that's I, consistently top I go, three for I me. I go hot and cold with that one. Um, there's just uh, I don't know. I think the I, what about hard. this viewing? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Apart from the the last, there was a uh, not even the last. There was a, a period that. I didn't. I can't remember what I, what I kind of zoned out on, but yeah, really enjoyed it. The, that first scene and the bar scene with the finger and yeah. holding up the spectacular. How do you do it? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Got to get it right. Three. <laughs> Three. <laughs> um, and it just reminds me of like how thankful I am that they found Christoph Waltz. Yeah. 
because he's so fucking good. And I'm I'm just really glad that for better or for worse how prolific he is now. Um, you know, I just I, I'm glad that that guy is making waves in Hollywood. So he had a really good movie after Inglorious Bastards. Um, Green Hornet, Django and Chain, Water for Elephants, Django and Django's Chain. good, yeah. Um, Alita Battle Angel. I thought he was <laughs> the best best actor in that for sure. I mean, he wasn't given much to do, but he uh, and I've said this pretty consistently. It doesn't matter what movie he's in; he's never been the the part of the movie that you go, oh, this is really let it down. Like he always obviously comes in with 110%. Mm. Um, and there's a couple of actors like that, that I just hold an immense amount of respect for that. It, you know, they, they never, I never seen them phoning in. Correct me if I'm wrong. I saw this, uh, I think a post on Reddit the other day that it, it says, uh, for how prolific Samuel Jackson is, he's never phoned in a role. Maybe he has, but it, when I think back, like he just, he always seems pretty spot on watch a couple of his director dvd ones <laughs> yeah or, i mean or, like i haven't watched his entire catalog by a long shot yeah. so it's probably out there but. he is usually playing samuel L. jackson yeah. that's probably a good point to it as well like he doesn't have to do much it's not to, a stretch yeah yeah um so i saw that i also watched this is fascinating beyond the curve which is the flat earther documentary I on that. I didn't, Netflix. Oh, I watched about three minutes of that that is super fucking interesting it's behind yeah, the curve right. But, oh, behind the curve, maybe. I'm just kind of going off memory. Mm. Um, that is a very, very, very interesting documentary. And it touches a lot of points that go well beyond just flat earthers. Um, and how these, these uh, tribes build up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the last 40 minutes is kind of probably not the direction that you'd particularly think that it would go. But it is... It's just like, the earth is flat, Fascinating, people. yeah. <laughs> it's not the That's direction it. I was yeah, expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, the, I think the, um, the filmmakers did a really good job with the narrative of it. There's a weird aspect to this film where they've got like this kind of romantic love interest type thing that was a bit weird mm. between some of the, I'd say, characters or some of the subjects of it. That part was a bit like, um, I, was, I wasn't quite sure where they were going with that, why that was in this documentary. Is it a narrative? Oh, no. Is no, it- no, it's not. And that, that's why it was what? weird. Yeah, no, that, that's the only it's, part that I was it like, It seems so low budget. It seemed like some guy had done it on his handy cam. Or something. I, I, granted, I watched about 30 seconds of mm. it. And I Dude, turned no, it no, no. I, trust me. Give it a give it a, a shot. I can't, I you love your conspiracies, George. Because you, you know, well, if you watch not? it, you'll stop believing it, don't yeah. you? Yeah, oh, <laughs> fucking hey, that's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> um, yeah, I that was just, it was just a really cool documentary, and it, it gave a a lot of insight. Like you come out with sympathy for these people. Like I think a lot of people expect to watch this and be like, oh, let's laugh at the the flat earthers, but you kind of come out of it with a better understanding of why this movement is actually there. It's really interesting. <laughs> I, lo- I love that Netflix is going gung ho on documentaries. It's such a, yeah. it's, it seems like a, a medium of storytelling that is kind of exploding. Yes. And we're getting a lot of cool information out of it. I love a good docker. Then love watch this, damn docker. it. No, I, I, don't, I just can't. <laughs> um, can't and finally, I finally chucked on Velvet Buzzsaw. Ah, um, and didn't listen to our review, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, so I'm, I'm su- I, and purposely, but I, I'm super interested to hear what you guys thought of it. Really check out thing. our review. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going check, to do check that. Check it out. No, 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 just tell me what you thought of it, so I can um, disagree. I, I think I liked it a little bit more than you, but I think I liked the potential of the film more than the film. Yeah, I think they left a lot on the table with. 
they, they, I just didn't like the direction that they went in certain ways. And I think what I was really intrigued by was the ecosystems and the economies that existed within the art world. Yeah. And I wanted to kind of get more into the scandal and like, you know, this guy fucking this guy over. And, and it went to this really strange um, supernatural uh, element to where the last death, I was kind of like, nah, you really lost me. You really lost me on this. So I think the setup in the first 20 minutes and Jake Gyllenhaal, killer, 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 killer. The rest of it. Very forgettable, and it's amazing that I can actually remember that much about the film. I thought it was um, either a comedy that wasn't funny or a horror movie that wasn't scary, and either way it was both a satire and a slasher with no teeth. I thought it was kind of pathetic in execution. Uh, it's oddly, um, uh, I don't know if I'd say ironic, kind of almost fitting that that sounds like a very kind of soundbite review, which is a lot of the themes that this was dealing with. Of, mm. um, anyways, I, I, I really I dug it. I thought that it was, yeah, I, I mean, just. I had a feeling you might. Sorry? I had a feeling you might. Yeah, Gyllenhaal and it, like, just as a, I guess, a character study. He's fantastic. He's so good. Yeah, he's and awesome. I just, I did love that delving into the art world and the subterfuge. And I think that they did enough to kind of, like, give you a glimpse into that world. I think that, you know. Um, that I, was the interesting stuff, though. Yeah. But I, I, I liked the, the um, kind of the ominous, um, the. It was so badly put together, I thought that, and they had a really cool opportunity with the artist and that story, mm. and they just that's all that stuff really didn't come factor in at all. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a missed opportunity. I thought, I thought it's, that it was, was a film of missed opportunities. That's what I felt. I, I like. totally get what you mean, and I think that that was a movie that very much felt like Netflix was like, do a thing, do it in six months. And kind of, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and yeah. I mean, like, I I have no problem with that. This is a perfect for me. This was a perfect Netflix film. Like, I got some entertainment out of it. I loved watching Jake Gyllenhaal. I, like, I mean, I loved watching the entire cast. Um, really, yeah, it was no, it was a really good cast. And I, I actually, even though he didn't get a lot of screen time, John Malkovich was really good in it. Mm. Yeah, his character made a lot of impact. Yeah, uh, and had an interesting narrative and, and a place in his, his career that was. It was one of those I movies. More. I yeah, it was one of those more. movies where I felt like I was missing something. Like I'd have to watch it again to to really understand. But the, I, I think the thing the was metaphor. is I felt that way. I think Benny felt that way, and we came to the conclusion that there actually wasn't. <laughs> like I'm, it's, no, that's it's entirely actually, possible. The yeah. satire wasn't developed enough. The horror wasn't developed enough. The comedy wasn't the developed enough. The horror is definitely where they were lacking. Um, I thought it was really interesting because they didn't show much gore. I mean, apart from one or two scenes, like the, no one, you didn't really see anyone actually die. The Tony Collette one was good. I will give it that. The Tony Collette. Uh, That's why it was in the trailer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. I just. That's I, interesting. I thought yeah. you would have fucking hated that one. No, no. I, I really dug it. Interesting. Well, we liked, we didn't like it. So he yeah. had to. Yeah. So yeah. I had to, I had no choice. <laughs> Love Which it. is what I was trying it to was, avoid was by not the stars. listening to you guys' review. But <laughs> it's just lo and behold, there it is. Mm. Well, I took a trip to the cinema and went to see Alien and Aliens. So Alien was on 35 mil film. That was cool. And that was the director's cut. And then Aliens was the theatrical version on 70 mil. Interesting choice there. Director's theatrical. Anyway, uh, great little double feature. Absolute classic. Great to see it on the big screen. I think... After watching these, I really love Alien. I appreciate it. Like, that's one of my favorite films of all time. 
But just the memorable lines and the characters and the action in Aliens is so entertaining. Mm. I wonder if that just in entertainment and and re. Yeah. I don't know. It maybe has the edge for me. Nonetheless, I really love them, and it's a fantastic double feature. It'd probably be a, a fascinating case study on on just entertainment versus craftsmanship, y- or, or like yeah, art, or yeah, you know, the sort of more independent vibe, yeah, versus blockbuster. Uh, I also watched Searching that John Cho. Thriller. Oh yes, fuck, bro, blown away. That's good, huh? I'm like 20, 30 minutes into the film, and I'm like. I'm staring at the same screen mm. the whole mm. time. And you feel like you know these characters, you understand them very, very well handled. Don't even compare this to Unfriended. This is leaps and bounds yeah. I think ahead. that's what got a lot of people, including myself, because I still haven't watched it, just because I, I hate that gimmicky style of filmmaking. And This is one where they, the gimmick and the... The follow through in vision, yeah, uh, aligned really nicely and came to a a a, a, f- a fantastic little thriller. And that, the one man um, show is only strong as its lead, and show was amazing in that movie. Mm. Harold and Kumar, man, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, totally. Who would have thought? Yeah. Hats off to him. Mm. Great job. That that opening sequence where it's just going like a montage through the years, fucking so good. And you said it's like up. Mm. Yeah, you made that comparison, correct? Mm. I, I was, I, I, that's a great comparison. Yeah. You get this, it hits you in the feels in the same way. Totally. Um, the same way? That's a big call. It really, watch the movie. It really yeah. does, man. Shit. Uh, watch Captain America 1 as well. I bought the three pack on, that's interesting. on um, Apple, <laughs> Apple TV, yeah. iTunes. 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 Um, you know that, that small little company? I, I was that- like, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to pick up that package because, you know, boom, you know. <laughs> Yeah. First Avengers, Winter Soldier, Civil War. That I've is a about, sick yeah. little trilogy, man. I think I've got about it's half good. of them on iTunes, yeah. roughly. Yeah. I don't love this movie, but I really like it. Mm. I, like, this is definitely yeah. not one of my favorite Marvel films. Uh, but there's parts of it that I really enjoy. And it's it's a great... Inst- I, I, you know, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I remember before this film came out, hearing about a character called Captain America. I thought this was going to be a nobody. I never thought he would ever make impact. I was never interested in seeing Captain America on the big screen. Mm. And that movie changed it for me. So I'll always and, and give Chris it that. Evans, of all people, playing Captain America. That's set up with Skinny Steve. In, the st- and the CG still looks pretty amazing. good, man. It looks great. Like, There's a couple shots where his chin's like mm. almost around <laughs> his lip. But at, at, its, like, at its best, it's flawless. Oh, yeah. I think. So good. Mm. I um, We'll get into this because we're going to talk about Captain Marvel a little bit later, but this is a movie that I more and more compare with Captain Marvel. They in, are, I think that's why I put it on. Yeah. Well, and I, I mentioned this in our review as well, is that you know, in terms of character, that's someone that I kind of see them on that level. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll explore that a little bit later, I suppose. Yeah. And then I also watched the four-hour documentary Michael Jackson leaving Neverland. Oh, Mm. God, I don't have the guts to do that yet. Uh, It's brutal, man. It's really brutal. Um, Very upsetting. I I, Like the whole time through, I was just like, Jesus, fuck. Fucking hell, man. Holy fuck. Like that was me every 45 seconds, Mm. you know. Are you going to be thrown on any of the King of Pop anytime soon? 
you know what? It's there's so many interesting things that spiral out of it, this that we sh- can't really get into because we have a really big podcast ahead. But you know, can you separate art? F- I'm not a Michael. I'm not really a big Michael Jackson fan. Um, can you separate art from the creator? Hmm. Um, that's a really interesting question that kind of spirals out of this. And also, um, he went to court. He was acquitted. You know, he he was. A jury declared he was not guilty. He walked out a free man. And now this coming back, you know, there's a lot of interesting questions that come from, you know, what is, where's the line in terms of what we believe? You know, when is somebody true? When is someone telling the truth? And when is somebody fabricating something? And it's a really, really interesting thing. I tell you what though, it's hard not to believe these guys. The, the, the stories are very, very in-depth and they're very, very... There's a lot of that matches up between the two guys' accounts. Um, so there's a lot to it. I, I, it's a very upsetting documentary. Um, yeah. So I think the most interesting part about that is the discussion that's being happened. And it's a little bit more relevant with uh, the stuff that's happening with R. Kelly because he's still around and like if you buy his music, he obviously profits from it. A um, little less so with Michael Jackson. He's dead, so he's not profiting from anything. But I think there's something to be said for the you know the the death of the author, not literally, but in in the kind of more metaphorical sense of that separation between someone's art and and you know what they intended behind it and who who did it. And it'll become really interesting going back to films, for example, that have Kevin Spacey in it, like. Like seven. Well, like seven or yeah. um, um, usual suspect. K-Pax. K-Pax. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that I'm really worried is going to lose cultural significance. Yeah. But those, those what was kinds that cat of one he did. Yeah, nine lives. Or nine shit. lives. I can't believe we could <laughs> never watch back that to again. Nine lives. You can um, be like, well, I was thinking American Beauty actually, but um, <laughs> that was the one I was trying to say. Uh, yeah. The um, but just Moon. like going back and like, can I still go back and enjoy this movie even though I know that the um, you know, the person in it is a monster or, you know, that, that, that goes for any other number of uh, movies in Hollywood um, where the people behind them are just, you know, some of them are just plain evil. Um, you know, how, how should we, could we, can we separate the context in which it was made from the art that, that we're witnessing? And yeah, no, I think it's, it's going to be a weird couple of years while people figure that shit out. Yeah. It's definitely sign of the times. Uh, but yeah, so that's me for the week. Cool. Benny. Um, okay, so I had the pleasure of watching David Finch's Fight Club in 35mm film. Yeah. Um, that was a very cool night. This is such an interesting movie, um, being that it's purportedly, you know, a, a satire about masculinity. Um but it's been so misconstrued over the years by so many um, kind of toxic people into like, you know, when this movie came out, it was such a hit among a certain kind of person that fight clubs actually sprang up all over the place um, in the real world. Um, And people, you know, took messages away from this movie that supposedly unintended, but I've always really struggled to decide whether this movie does any kind of a job at all of, satirizing this stuff or if it just presents it all so seductively like you know just the 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 seductive nature of of nihilism and anarchy and um the movie makes it look fucking good it's brad pitt sexiest he's ever been just been the coolest motherfucker you've ever seen and um you know at the end it, it tries to flip it around but um that's lost on so many people and uh 
Watching it again, certainly the, the craft is, um, you know, Fincher. It's fucking unbelievable. It's amazing. <laughs> that's that's one of the best to do it. That is timeless shit. Yeah, but um, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, coming directly out of it, I was like, yeah, that's a that's a fucking masterpiece. But you know, it's still I always got to kind of go back and forth on it on on how successful it actually is in what it's trying to do. Um, so uh, maybe I've just out of the cultural loop. What was the intention of the film? So, so I think it's not clear. That, that, I don't know. Does Fincher like really? Did he have a intention? Yeah, he's come out and said what what his what his idea is and what the, what the point that? of the book is. Um, I I got a lot to get through. You can do your own research on this if you want. But basically, the the the, the most polite fuck you I've ever heard. <laughs> the, 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 the the violent screaming into the void that all these men engage in in this film is not what this movie's promoting. You know, at the yeah. end of the movie, he says. He turns against Tyler Durden. He's like, fuck, this is all really bad. You met me at a really complicated time in my life. Um, and he turns to, to Marla, uh, Helena Bonham Carter's character, to move away from that shit. But, but the, the, the movie, all anyone took from it was, you know, Project Mayhem, how cool is all this? It's why the Joker has so many fans. Because um, mm. they're just like that, yeah, you know, anarchy, let's burn everything down. Ironically, there is something wildly seductive about anarchy. Like it's- Absolutely. The, the movie really does make that point too well the 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 nihilism of it is really um it's so most people probably see this movie when they're you know 14 years old or something and that you know i remember when i was a teenage boy watching i'm just like yeah we are the all singing all dancing crap of the world fuck yeah um so i don't know it's a it's just a really interesting film that um i could talk about for hours but i think there's a lot of layers to it and i think the fact that it i think that it can be interpreted from so many different ways is a great success of that film. I think you can look at it from a lot of different lenses and yeah. you, there's a lot of different themes that you can unpack from it. Yes. To an extent. Um, anyway, uh, moving in a similar vein, I watched um, <laughs> Lords of Chaos, um, the oh, film yeah. based on the Norwegian black metal scene. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. True story. Yeah. I missed that one. Uh, about, about again, another movement, um, that just went really out of hand, got really out of control. Um, so it's about, uh, you know, a band that, that's all about black metal, all about blood and death and suicide and self-harm, and, and this stuff just keeps escalating until there's actually people getting killed. Um, and it was a fascinating story that I, I knew very little bits and pieces about. Um, this is one of the most hard R-rated films I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, really? I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I can't recommend it enough if you think you are ready to watch it because it, it has depictions of of uh, like self-harm, suicide, murder that are some of the most intense things I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, and it's also got some really cheap jump scares in there, <laughs> which I didn't expect, so the, those really got me. But um, the, the movie... Um, is is also darkly funny and uh, has an amazing lead performance by um, Rory Culkin, I think it is, Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. Yeah, not Kieran Culkin, Rory Culkin, um, who is, is just, re- and it's really, it's really well done. So this is obviously set in Norway and um, all of these young, like metal kids are all played by Americans pretty much. So they're just Makes full sense. on American accents, you know, Californians, whatever, which really works in an abstract way to set them up as the outsiders they are uh-huh. in their own country. Okay. It's like, it's the kind of thing that may bother some people like um, that uh, death of well, Stalin one. But uh, 
you know, I just think is a cool kind of stylistic thing almost. Yeah. Um, so this movie was directed by a drummer from an actual metal band kind of from that time, I think. He also did Polar, that Mads Mikkelsen one. Um, which apparently was hot garbage. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. I was a, uh, so I had the choice last night of putting on Polar or uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. And okay. at the very last second, I chose Velvet Buzzsaw. That might have been a good well decision. You never know. Yeah, don't know. I'm, I'm still, <laughs> okay, I'm still I interested to see choose. Polar. I want to check it out because I like Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, anyway, so that was amazing. That was a really cool movie. Um, I also last night watched on the big screen for the 20th anniversary, Cruel Intentions, the Reese Witherspoon, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Ryan Philippe film. Um, Jesus. I, uh, a, that's a weird one. I've I unabashedly, never got that one. unapologetically love this fucking I movie. I never understood that film. Yeah, it's, you had to be there. You had to be there. I saw this I, when I was like 11 years yeah, old or same. something. Yeah, I, I saw it. I, I did. I felt it had the weirdest vibe. Mm. I always felt like very odd about that film. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. That's that's fine. I like I said, I fucking love it. I think the first CD I ever bought was the soundtrack to this movie. Nice fucking placebo and shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Really? So watching it again last night was the first time I've seen it in a long time, and it was a cool little trip down memory lane. And I got to say, I still absolutely love it. I think it's um, it's got a huge cult following, so it's not underrated necessarily. But um, people didn't really love it when it came out. Um. Ryan Felipe has the most perfectly sociopathic smile in that movie. It's it's fucking great. Um, <laughs> I watched Stan and Ollie, the Laurel and Hardy film. Oh, how is it? Um, that was really sweet, really really sweet. Um, John C. Riley and Steve Coogan, um, just playing this classic uh, double act, uh, doing a really good job of making humans behind the you know the skits, um, and it had a real emotional punch towards the end that I wasn't expecting. Really took me by surprise. Um, I watched Mum and Dad and Nicolas Cage. Uh, horror sort of movie about um, this virus or something, a signal, you don't really find out what it is, sweeps um, this small suburb like a zombie virus, um, making all parents want to kill specifically their own children. Um, and it's, this, it's just this crazy over-the-top... It's by... Um, I can't remember if it's Neville Dean or Taylor, the crank guys. It's by one of them. So it's just this fucking engine roar of a movie. You know the way they mm. make movies. Um, and Nicolas Cage is at his Nicolas Cageiest. Um, but surprisingly, <laughs> Selma um, Blair, who plays the mother, I thought was the real MVP of the film. It was really good to see her after she has not really had much since yeah, *Cruel I, Intentions*. I've always really liked Sel- Selma Blair. Yeah, um, I watched *Destroyer*, the new Karen Kasama and Nicole Kidman film. Good Rolling Lord. your eyes there, are you, buddy? <laughs> no, this is, I'm, no, I'm just kind of like doing the. Oh my god, how many films did you watch? <laughs> it's been two weeks. Um, so this is the one, a lot of people have been talking about her performance, Nicole Kidman, in this, um, about this real, she's this real kind of badass detective in, in LA. Um, this was, uh, so the, Karen Kasama is the director of The Invitation, which I think is an all-time great film. Go check that movie out if you have not seen it. Um, this is a lesser follow-up, I feel. Um, I watched it at midnight, which didn't help. Um, kind of got a little draggy towards the middle, but the end really brought it back. Um, uh, what's uh, Sebastian Stan's in it. Really cool. Um, so I overall recommend. I watched an Irish horror film. There's a lot more, don't worry, um, called Jeez. The Hallow. I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, Georgie. Um, it's from the director of The Nun, uh, Corin Hardy. So That does actually sound familiar. That doesn't help it. But I thought this was a really, really cool little little horror movie, kind of a creature feature like The Descent, but with more of a del Toro-y fantasy vibe maybe, kind oh, of yeah. Irish folklore. Let's check this out. Um all I want to say to you, George, is it's it's um uh, l- devoted to no fuck you. It's um dedicated. <laughs> no, no, fuck you. It's dedicated to Harry uh, Ray Harryhausen and uh, Stan Winston. 
Nice. So it's a real uh, practical effects show. Killer. And it's great. You sold um, me. The, the movies, it's not amazing, but just as like the a look. really solid little practical effects thing, it's great. Yeah, really cool. Um, I watched Hotel Mumbai, the um, yeah. Dev, Patel. Dev Patel, Army Hammer cool. film, Australian movie, I didn't realize. Um, based There's two that Dev Patel's done on an Australian production. Yeah, Lion. Yeah. Um, he did. His Australian accent is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so this, authentic. this is based on the 2009 terrorist attacks on the Taj Mahal Hotel in India. Um, I didn't know anything about this story. I'd never heard about it. Mm. Um, this movie is, uh, I thought, really, really good. Uh, it is intense and violent to the point of almost being exploitative because this is true events that, that happen to people who are still alive. Not all of them, though. Um, and it is like so much bloodier than I expected out of one of these kind of real-life drama sort of things. Mm. There are so many headshots and uh, just... It has a, I mean, and not just because of the title, it has a Hotel Rwanda type vibe to it. I remember watching that when it first came out and that was like a really intense kind of... Um, There's a hotel in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, have you seen, does, yeah. You've seen Hotel Rwanda, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't is really it, make. I wouldn't really draw a comparison between them. No, because this is more. This is more of a like an action thriller almost. Oh, really? Um, as much as it can be in the confines of being a true story, and like I said, it's almost exploitative because the, it's it's actually kind of funny throughout as well, which is a really weird vibe watching it. But I, I really dug it. Mm-hmm. There are people, a few people walked out of it because it was so intense. Wow. Um, recommend that one. Am I? Am I reading? Uh, I. Uh, it must be. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Which yeah, you would expect kind I'm of an. Check M. that out. Um, and then I watched two Ben Wheatley films, uh, Kill List and High Rise. Kill List. Kill List is uh, Kill List is this fucking dirty little, um, really disturbing film. I haven't seen a Serbian film and Martyrs, but they did come up in some of the reviews I was reading about this movie. I've seen Kill List. You've seen Kill List? Yeah. Weird, eh? It was so weird. I didn't get it. I'm going to be honest, I didn't get it. Weird. Um, this Ben Wheatley guy, I've been catching up on his stuff. and uh, I remember getting into this guy a couple of years ago. He's definitely one to watch, but um, this one I didn't entirely get, but I think it might be one you have to sit with Very and watch stark. again. Very uh, stark. The most wretched group of characters I might have ever seen in a film. Not, um, not, just, not just unlikable, but nihilistic. contemptible. Nihilistic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, do you, do you find value in watching those kind of films though? Not, um, inherently, but I have no problem with it. It's, it's an interesting cause you don't normally see it. It's a bit mm. atypical. Well, there's, there's, I don't know. I, I, this has always been kind of a debate I have with myself of like whether I bother watching or whether I enjoy films that, that have characters that have no relatable or they're like a so nihilistic or just, as you said, Ben contemptible, like just characters that you don't like, mm. whether those are movies that I would ever recommend to anyone else or whether, you know, if I could go back whether I would watch again. Um, well, something along in those veins that I would recommend as something enjoyable, unlike this, which was not enjoyable per se, um, would be uh, Werner Herzog's um, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, starring Nick Cage. Another, now, that's another about Nick Cage a fucking one, yeah. bad, fucking bad person, but it's so entertaining. But is he contemptible, though? Cause He's, I, horrible. I want, He's horrible. I, I don't like watching bad people. As long as there's something that kind of, there always has to be some kind of interesting or redeemable quality, or and it doesn't Nothing have to be big. In this. No, 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 Nothing no, in this no. yeah, yeah, no. no but I, I kind of more to his point about like port of call. Like, is there something about Nick Cage that you find? He's Nick Cage. He's so I mean, watchable. Part, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's yeah. that. So beautiful, um, majestic. High Rise is a is a seventy styled um, kind of allegorical film. 
in the vein of your kind of post-apocalyptic movies, um, like I said, starring Tom Hiddleston and uh, a bunch of other British people you'd recognize. Um, another one I didn't entirely get um, what the point was, but it was it was a hell of a watch. Very strange, very divisive, I think, that one. And that's me for the two weeks. Ba-dum-tsh. Wow, what a list. Well done, boys. Yeah. Good watching. I left stuff off. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you did. <laughs> okay. Well, we got a lot to catch up on, including a bit of Captain Marvel news. All righty. First up, Captain Marvel has surpassed initial box office estimates to earn $450 million worldwide in its opening weekend and is, uh, as of today, sitting at just over $520 million. I saw this article came up on the, my, my Facebook and it was like, exclusive, Bob Iger unhappy with Brie Larson and Captain Marvel. Mm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah. They've done like half a billion in like four days. <laughs> Bob Iger is happy as Larry. It's fair, fair Don't to worry. say. I love the idea that Bob Iger is, you know, for whatever reason, would call Brie Larson into his office and be like, now I'm very upset. Uh, sir, we have the Where's most my billion, numbers. Brie? Where's my billion? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Some people, I mean, like they'll yeah. just, they'll report whatever they want to report. But it's it's probably is- like by Bob Iger being like, oh yeah, you know, whatever. And they're like, oh, he's furious. Yeah. 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 But this is ahead of expect, well, at least my expectations. I didn't think it was going to get there it's that ahead fast. Ahead of projections as well. Um, it's fair to say this movie, whatever you think of it, is a success. There's no yeah. denying that. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's it's hard to be like freaking out about it because it, it, within so many of the same parameters as Black Panther was in last year, it's behind. Like, yeah, and that, not to compare it to the movie that broke all of the records, but um, this isn't doing the same, obviously. Except it's pretty, you know. Some, I was gonna like, say it's actually kind of fair to compare it to that because I mean, it's it's, time it's, of year. it's a Marvel movie. It's it's the first introduction of or oh, I not, Black Panther was a second introduction. Not of that to character. just compare it to that in a vacuum, though. Like compare it yeah. to the, all of the MCU, maybe like yeah, or the more recent ones, but not to the most the, the biggest yeah. runaway success of this decade <laughs> that's a bit rough yeah. but um yeah like it's it's doing well it's doing very well yeah. uh this seems like a good opportunity to give any thoughts uh that we have on captain marvel because obviously the review that we did um and i mentioned this um in response to actually i think it was a comment or two in the youtube um comments um about you know maybe we felt a bit cagey about giving, you know, really definitive opinions. And and large part of that was because we had just walked out of the film. We literally drove from the theater here, sat down with the mics and went for it. Yeah. We, we probably about half hour out of getting from the screening. Yeah. We hit and record. I always get a bit nervous when, when I give reviews that close to having watched it, because it's one thing to like experience a movie, but to, to kind of tell you, you know, to kind of articulate what you thought of it is another thing. So yeah, you need to digest a little bit. Probably a good time to to talk about that. But you know, one thing I noticed and I I actually had to watch back because we were getting so many comments on it. Um, I, I think I actually got a little bit of what we all talk about when, you know, the first tweets come out of a screening you know, oh, a rad film. It was mm-hmm. fucking sick. Batman mm-hmm. vs. Superman. It was sick. They gave us champagne. It was sick. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that was that was our first MCU film that we got invited to by Disney. I was like, we saw a cat there at the premiere. <laughs> I was amped. I was yeah. just genuinely like really pumped up. Yeah. And I don't think I had a single negative about the film. So I tried. I... I didn't, I agree with you, a little bit of time to let it marinate and digest the film and actually kind of form an opinion rather than just sort of 
blurt, blurt out initial, uh, yeah. just kind of like an initial reactions discussion. Yeah. Was I, what I'll, it was. I'll clarify, like having sat on it for a while, I still think it's a good film. And then any, honestly, anyone that's coming out saying this is the worst film ever made needs to pull their hat out of their ass. So Georgie and I watched it a second time. Yeah. Um, my opinions have definitely changed. Worst film ever made. Yeah, <laughs> I, I expected this. Um, SJW, cuck bullshit. Yeah. Disney's <laughs> Sorry, boy, shoving it down our throats. Um, no, I, I, um, I don't have that much to say about this movie, to be honest. It's such a, I don't want to say generic, but it's, it's very just a Marvel movie. I, I said upper middle tier in my review. I might even adjust that to just mid tier. Couple, um, couple things, couple of things that yeah. stood out to me on the second viewing. Number one, love the Star Trekisms in this. I think it actually owes a lot to Star Trek. Mm. You can challenge me on that if you want to. <laughs> even the final shot when they go, oh, is that actually? Let's, <laughs> is that a spoiler? I shouldn't really be spoiling things. Yeah. The final shot is very Star Trek. So, and speaking of the final shot, and this is something I talked to you about in the review. That last, I suppose, five yeah, you minutes. You didn't like that, which is something I really didn't like. Yeah. It really kind of soured for me. Um, did you? What did you think of that? Just on the that second as review? I said, I really like the Star Trekisms, and the final moment is a Star Trek moment. So, well, the, the very, very final very... moment is, but like the last five minutes. I, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. Mm. Um, number two, love the general's kind of like space stuff with the, the phase one. A lot of people are saying it's a generic MCU film. We haven't seen a film in that phase one style for a very long time. So I would thought it was cool to kind of fit that in. And I like how I, I said this in the review, the melting pot style. Uh, Brie Larson is, is, is well cast. She's a little stiff, but in amongst the ensemble with Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, it's a really good, really good moments with those characters. So mm. they prop her up a little bit. I like but I her. really like Captain Marvel. I like her a lot. We didn't really talk about her much no, in the movie, specifically Brie Larson. Um, I think she and has- And a lot of people really don't like her. A little bit. Um, I think a lot of people don't like her outside of this- context of the movie no, a lot of people don't like her for what she stands for outside yeah. and a lot of people don't like but I, think her performance. That, I think a lot of people came to this movie with a lot of baggage yes and 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 no doubt reviewed it as such or responded to it regardless the criticisms do become of her and her performance regardless of why they're doing it um some people are i presumably some of the people are sincere in their dislike of her yeah. um I, 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 not, oh so go on i i think she has such a cool little glint in her eye throughout that film that um it's cheeky yeah she's she's just a sarcastic kind of ask it because she's fun yeah and i think that's all that to be honest when you know going into this room that this movie that's all you really need i mean she's that quippy hero um and we'll kind of address something that i brought up in the first review which is about the character arc and i i very much maintain that i i'm not really interested by her character and the overall arc that she undergoes, I think that's really lackluster. And it really, it, it kind of, there's a lot of parallels that it drew for me between that and um, uh, the first Avenger um, that you just watched, George, which was that, you know, throughout the entirety of Captain America, Steve Rogers is just good. And, you know, there's no real kind of um, internal discovery um, that happens, and I, I felt that that all the kind of the plot that was happening around Captain Marvel was what was was moving this this movie along, and that's fine for for a, for you know kind of an intro to a character for a Phase One type film, um, but it's it's really not 
that will have to change. And it's definitely what changed with Captain America. I mean, if you look at um, Winter Soldier and you look at Avengers and and um, uh, and Civil War and all of that, you know, he becomes a far more complex character. He develops, you know, opinions on things that contrast with others, and he, he, you have to see him kind of fight internally. And there's there's some genuine strife there, and there's some movement on his side. I don't think he really have, ever has a moment of internal struggle. He's a, I think he's, a, he's very a, much he's does. a moral compass. I mean, he, if, he always if, knows exactly which way he's if headed. If you look at the the, um, I say, I mean, you you might you might be right about that, and that that I mean the. <laughs> no, I I still think that when he's talking to Tony, he definitely wants. I think he wants different things, and he and in fact, uh, I think it's Winter Soldier that that is all about him coming to terms with the fact that he doesn't want the war to end, and he and he struggles with the fact that he knows that. That that's probably wrong in a character flaw in himself. So I'd I'd completely disagree with that. That that there's no kind of internal strife with him, and that's a major theme of at least one of his movies. Um, they all kind of blend together. Um, so I what what that did for me was give me a lot of hope that as Captain Marvel is integrated into the overall MCU, that we will see. Um, a lot of growth within that character. I think that's really exciting. I think that's the thing is like in this, she's pretty much invincible. She's like the female equivalent of Superman or something, you know, she can fly really fast. She's super overpowered and she will get, she will come across a force that will bring an opposition and and might even defeat her in a couple battles or something, mm. and she'll have to figure out a way, and there'll be some kind of internal struggle there. This is MCU's chance to do what Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel really should have done. What what challenge do you propose for someone who is overpowered? Do you just get a, another character that is equally as powered, or do you provide them with more of a moral struggle, or a, you know, just th- there's more nuances to how that character is challenged uh, apart from fight the more powerful bad guy yeah definitely of all the great superman stories ever told i don't really think any of them are he has to punch someone who's as strong as him yeah it's what everyone always complains about our characters overpowered as if there's no possible drama to be you know gained out of someone who has the powers of a god but has to live as a human yeah like yeah that couldn't possibly be an interesting or how they use those powers how they choose to use those powers or the consequences of the powers i think that's always been something that the mcu has done rather interestingly is looked at the consequences of these heroes actions um i mean particularly in in civil war i mean the whole point of it is <laughs> i mean they they claim to i mean but they, it, they so watching del- that end game trailer and just watching don Cheadle walk around i'm like there are no consequences to any of this stuff well i mean there's there's I, they're addressing it whether they land on the side of it is worth it or not is no but I mean there's just no consequences like he just walks around now he's not uh, oh, yeah, disabled yeah, at yeah, all disabled yeah, Thor loses an eye <laughs> at one movie but later then, he's got yeah, an eye I mean it's it is still a comic book movie yeah. like I mean let's within context status quo must yeah. be achieved <laughs> but I do agree with you whilst there isn't a character I, I would have liked more of a character arc as well you know I did say in our review that there was an arc through the plot and her discovery of who she is but I agree it's not with untrue. you. It would be cool. It would have been cool to have a little more something like, ah, uh, I want to say, you know, there there was a cool opportunity with another character to add a little more conflict, and that yeah. would have been cool. Anything else about Captain Marvel? What What do you think about all the? Um, I don't know. Just I don't know if you guys want to comment on this, but I, I think it was. I found it interesting about how many. Um, 
comments we got on our spoiler review and well both reviews in general that were saying how you know we were just really positive on it and fuck you guys and soy boy cucks and all this stuff <laughs> so one and of the interesting things i noticed yeah, about this you noticed something very interesting about was this. that the grand majority of the negative comments and dislikes and all of that happened right after we put up the review like within a day or two the night, yeah and then, you know, a couple of days later, we started getting more supportive comments and, you know, kind of better traction on it. And, you know, something that would explain that is that a lot of people that disliked that were people that hadn't really seen the film or hadn't had a chance to really kind of digest the film. Yeah, totally. It was people that were bringing their own particular baggage you know, justified or not, you know, that's kind of irrelevant, but people were definitely going into this uninformed. movie with a lot. I, I mean, not even uninformed. Well, not having I mean, seen the movie is pretty yeah, uninformed. That's oh, uninformed. No, no, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, they're, they're baggage, what saying, whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, no, definitely. People that hadn't seen the film or, yeah. or hadn't really given the film a fair shot. Um, yeah. And as I said before, I think people that came to this um, saying this is the worst film they've ever seen really need to like pull their head out of their ass because it's, Definitely not. I mean, it's just, I, I don't Unless know. Unless you've been the luckiest film viewer well, in the fucking world. Thinking, like, there might be <laughs> two people out there in existence that have, have watched such good films that mm. this somehow ranks on the worst that they've ever seen. But I mean, seriously, on what metric is this the worst film ever made? I mean, it's just silly. It's a lot of hyperbole on every yeah. side of this argument. And then yes. if you want to talk about, you know, Disney's marketing or, or the people that they've cast, then fine, whatever. But, you know, we're talking about the movie, and the movie was good, so fuck off. And I, I, another thing I noticed was, I, have you watched Red Letter Media's review? No. Um, they just literally talked about Brie Larson's thing about 40-year-old white dudes mm. and all that. Yeah. <clears throat> they barely talked about the movie. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus. Sorry. Um, really, really, like, the first time... I, I love Red Letter Media. I always love them, but at first time I'd be like, oh, come on, guys. You know, like, yeah. let's let's talk about... You know, I don't know why you're going down this path. Was I've, it, was I've seen a re- lot of stuff from them like that. I, I kind of, whenever there's a review that I think might lean in that direction, I just generally don't watch it. Is is it, was good it advice for, everyone for out there. their um, Captain Marvel review? Yeah, and they basically just talk about how Brie Larson, <clears throat> um, you know, just slamming her basically for- That seems weird, man. Like, review the movie. There's a lot of people in movies that I like that I don't uh, like the, the actor. I love those guys, man. And it was the first time I was like, oh. It's not surprising coming from them now after a lot of their Star Wars coverage, I think, was in a similar vein. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you hold those opinions, fine. Good, bad, or indifferent, yes, absolutely whatever. absolutely fine. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. But he, if, if you're going to talk about the movie and the quality of the movie, just fucking be honest. Here's something that will, that will unite us all, that will bring us all together, I think. Uh, if you were unaware, Brie Larson had a pop star phase uh, about 10 years ago um, where she was essentially Avril Lavigne, but even worse. Um, look it up if you haven't seen <laughs> it's it. It's like Hillary Duff with it's Avril so Lavigne. Bad. It is so bad. It is yeah. hilarious. I couldn't be, believe it. You know, if you're going to go after her for something, go after, after that. For that. That's <laughs> terrible. All next up in Marvel news, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, the director of Short Term 12, is to direct Marvel's Shang-Chi. Uh, who we all know is the master of Kung Fu. I literally didn't. Uh, Destin Kenyon Crenn, don't know that. Short Term 12, don't know that. Shang-Chi, Marvel, don't know that. that. We've talked about Shang-Chi Marvel, before. Marvel, I think I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, yeah, this is uh, 
Oh, we have, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Basically, Marvel's second at bat after they fucked up the last Kung Fu character with the Iron Fists. Um, so they're making a movie out of uh, Shang-Chi. Uh, there's no details on it whatsoever at this point. Does this feel like a landmine to you on no. both sides? This feels like them going, listen, we did it with Black Panther. Now we're going yeah. to do it with Shang-Chi. Like totally. that Chinese box office is going to be <laughs> humongous. Yeah, so it feels as cynical as every other move that the you know, producer side of thing makes, but um, it's basically like kind of split up your demographics and make a movie for each one of those. And then they all come together in the Avengers. Mm, Then then you win. Then you win. I mean, it's, (laughs) if you look at the success so far of Captain Marvel and you look at the success of Black Panther, it's probably not a terrible strategy to take. Not a terrible strategy Just from in terms of making money, like that, that to me kind of seems like, a win-win for Hollywood. Oh, it's a great strategy, obviously. It's paying right. off insanely well. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, the, you know, fuck it. it it's, it's doing, I think, a good thing in terms of diversifying, uh, you know, Hollywood films uh, mm. for, for very bad, greedy reasons. But Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good weird. Thing. It's like, it's you a know, capitalistic we, economy. We know where we want to go. And then, like, we're just going to close our eyes for how we get there. You're like, oh, I don't really feel <laughs> and if like there's this demand is a good decision. There, like, we will go. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like, it's also hopefully, seems... hopefully it is them just being all altruistic and all. But then you're like, oh, maybe it's not. Maybe it is. I don't know. This also seems like a great way to potentially capitalize on the untapped potential of, as I just mentioned, fucking Iron Fist. Um, yeah. We could use some really great action stuff in the in the MCU, Can specifically, you, you know, like martial art fight scenes. Oh, Holy oh, crap! Oh, it's gonna be so cool. Mm. Like if there was a whole movie that was like uh, Captain America versus Batroc the Leaper on that on that boat, how fucking sick would that be? So has anyone seen Short Term Twelve? No, but it's very highly regarded. It, I've I've got it on really? my list. Now yeah. is this uh, what's I'm I'm looking at the pictures here and I'm Brie seeing Larson, I think, um, a drama. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, independent I, drama. I think I don't hold me to this. I think there might be some some science fiction elements to it or something. You might be thinking of something else. But um, yeah, this is this is typical kind of Marvel's like take an indie director and put him into the machine. Do you know what? In. But you know what? The, my, sorry, sorry, but I think the 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 missed opportunity here is that Marvel or the the process for anyone who doesn't know is that you know, like director comes in and directs the the main dialogue scenes and all that. And they've got a team that does all the action sequences. Like mm. they know what the fuck they're doing. Mm. I f- that, that seems weird though, because the action that you saw in Ca- Captain Marvel was miles away from the Russo brothers. Russos, I think are a different beast. Yeah. Put them in a different category. Because but that's, like your, your that's Doctor what got Strange, me really excited. your Black Panther, your... Yeah. Um, well, so much of that is, Marvel. is is visual effects that that's just locked in before it's the movie just like, even starts. Let them go on rails, and I feel like this is one where it would be cool to get somebody Gareth Evans. Oh shit, Gareth Evans, <laughs> Gareth Evans, Marvel. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> do it. Yeah, just do the raid within the fucking MCU. Oh my I heard. God. I, saw, I heard the best suggestion today in the comments. Um, credit to whoever you are. Um, that uh, they should make it essentially a remake of. Uh, Enter the Dragon and have uh, an oh. island-based um, kung fu tournament or, or martial arts tournament with a bit of a, an espionage thing going on as well, and just bring in a bunch of B-list, C-list, Z-list uh, Marvel villains that we've never seen before. Maybe a couple we have just to to be on this island to be fighting people. Shit. So it's kind of you know Mortal Kombat. I was about to that say shit. that feels very Mortal Kombat-y yeah. type. Pumped. And and you yeah, sold me. You, for something that's not happening, <laughs> you sold me. Yeah, well, give I, this man a job. Hey, give yeah. this man to employ the guy. I find the comments good, good a job. comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think that'd be sick. 
Yeah, that would yeah. be really cool. I'm really jade for this. I got really pumped when I was thinking about Russo Brothers action, but oh. in like that kind of kung fu setting. Mm. Crazy. Oh, that'd be fucking hectic. Crazy. All righty, next up in Marvel news again. Um, Marvel is producing an animated What If series for Disney+. Plus. So for anyone who doesn't know, uh, What If Me. is a series of com- comics um, that is run throughout the decades, basically standalone issues that have the title What If and then the premise. So what if um, uh, someone else got Spider-Man's powers instead of Spider-Man? What if Captain America was thought out... Uh, uh, much later, after the after the guy who the, after the psychotic one in the seventies mm. or whatever, um, so just a really fun alternate universe sort of like it's the interesting. Elseworlds we kind of already in have that in um, Spider Man um, the Enter the Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but each episode or each issue, presumably each episode, is a very specific scenario. Like, what if this happened? I feel like I'm going to love this. It's great. It's a Twilight Zone sort of thing. It's like every issue pretty much ends in the whole world or the whole universe being destroyed. Nice. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's it, so would, it can't it exist. Well. It can't yeah. exist. It's like you know, way. what if such and such character got the Infinity Stones instead of Thanos? It's it's just fun little little what if scenarios, um, and it's an animated show. I'm getting very Spider Verse vibes from you. This. Could you could have a lot of fun with that? You yeah, could do honest. anything stylistically. It could be different every this episode. Is pop off. You man. could get in the MC actors for the voice roles. Um, you could basically just. Each one can have its own visual style. You know, you can get completely... This doesn't have to have continuity. Did you guys just say that? I said that, yeah. Sorry. I zoned out. I just zoned out for a second. This happens every okay. time. He makes a good suggestion and you're like, hey, guys, have it you thought happens. of this? It what happens. if? Sometimes it I get happens. this little voice in my head that just... I, I drift off for a ideas. second. I have to check the and then you have shit and I'm like, yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah, so so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about this. I think it could be a lot of fun. That's cool. Mm. I'm, I'm definitely sold on Disney Plus. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> like, Sign me like up. Like four I'm show still, announcements ago. I'm still like from a a principal point of view, <laughs> very much against it. Yeah. And you have each to delete an- Amazon Prime. I know bro. each announcement just gets me a little bit more being like, I know I'm wrong. And they announced but I'm that so and they not announced okay something definitively, I believe, that they the whole catalog will be there. Yeah. Static. They said that, yeah. They did. Interesting. It's very, it's Bob Iger, very right? Bob Iger said that. Fucking. But it's ballsy, motherfucker. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon you may have a point, Connor. I reckon 24 months in, they might, that might change. Yeah. Because I've got someone standing in at the moment, and they just recently in Australia got all, all of the Disney stuff. The Disney all, stuff all of the Disney licensing stuff. Um, and there, there is a, you know, a solid collection on there of, of Disney stuff, but relatively small given what they have. And I'm, I'm just looking at it like, it's nice having these things sitting right here rather yeah. than having to go buy everything. Yes. So I'm like, man, with yeah. that in mind, goddamn. I just, I, like, I'm just, I'm being the naysayer. I'm being the contrarian, all that kind of stuff. I just, the way that I see that industry going, like I, I, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm seeing like how they're just going to milk money out of people. And it's going to be real bad because other people are going to get into that same level of thinking. And we're just going to turn into the same like we're just gonna we're gonna run into cable TV again, which is what we went to streaming to get away from. Let's look at this story number four. <sighs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so in DC news, <laughs> um, Will Smith won't be returning for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Um, Idris Elba apparently is going to be taking over the role of Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. So this was like a huge one-two punch of a couple of days. Will Smith's not coming back. Everyone's like, "Who gives a shit? That's fine." They can, there's a million other characters they can use for the Suicide Squad. And then suddenly they're like, no, Idris Elba's going to play the same re- character. Recasting like, him. Okay, so this is less of a soft reboot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fucking even better. Lufa, mate. Um, that being said, he would be a, such a good bronze tiger who is a 
brilliant Suicide Squad character because he's a hero who um, stuff went wrong. He went down a dark path, but he's not one of the villains. So he's a really good protagonist for the All Suicide Squad. All I'm thinking about with Bronze Tiger is that, um, is that Tarantino produced um, is a film or um, oh, the Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Oh god, that's such oh, a bad the, the, the man with the iron fist. Yeah, that Russell Crowe. <laughs> What's his What's his the director's name again? It's um Rizza Rizza director Rizza yeah. yeah. Fuck I hate him. His, I'm so uh, directorial. This, this shit. is really cool. I'm really pumped for James Gunn. Yeah. Uh, just before we we have a discussion about it, there are apparently some other squad members rumored for for the movie being King Shark, um, a giant humanoid shark. If you've seen Street Sharks, you know the deal. Fuck yes. Um, rat Catcher, uh, just someone who can control rats. Batman villain, I think. Polka Dot Man. Um, hilarious Silver Age comic book character, just a guy covered in polka dots, and they all do different things. Um, and Peacemaker, who uh, is just a violent vigilante sort of guy, so who apparently this um, could be a game changer. Gun's looking at Batista for that role. This could be a fucking game changer. So he's this is could be, this could be Guardians. <laughs> really very interesting because he's obviously gone for some weirder characters, and it feels like the angle that he will have to go for is a little bit more wacky, a little bit more kind of out there, and, and less basically like the the um, uh, one that we got originally. Mm. The roster um, is, I would say, not too different in terms of, you know, tier lists of DC villains. Um, I'd say yeah, these, are, actually, these are a little less well-known, but I don't think many people outside of that kind of world really would have known anyone from, from the first one except for Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, Deadshot I knew. Um, who else was there? Crocodile Rock. Killer Croc. Fuck, God, that that's such thing. a... Fr- sorry, Boomerang Croc. I really, I really hope for this one. If this movie's going to suck yeah. anyway, I would love it if they just brought back the guy who played uh, Killer Croc, I can't pronounce his name, and just put him again in shitty makeup, and he was like a five-foot-tall <laughs> shark man. <laughs> nah, um nah. But, uh, yeah, I, there was so much potential for a Suicide Squad movie and they f- fucked the pooch so hard on it. I, I would so love this to be. Do you know what I, I love, love doing? I'm such a good I, premise. I love going on uh, YouTube and finding reviewers that enjoyed Suicide Squad because I, I, like, I, I kind of need to figure out where their mind is at for why they like it. It's like this kind of morbid fascination. Like, it's what, what were you watching? And it's badass, man. Yeah, like, I mean, how many positives can you really ilk out of that? They're film? a if family. You're, if you're <laughs> yeah. looking for one of the worst films They've ever made. they got each other's like, back, man. Without hyperbole. And it, it ends with a big beam of light coming from the sky that looks awesome. <laughs> that's <laughs> about all you can give. Um, if they make this more like the, um, the first animated Suicide Squad film, which was basically the Suicide Squad has to break into Arkham Asylum to get someone out, I think. Yeah, you mentioned that. And Batman shows up a bit. Uh, cool. Brilliant. Easy. Such a good little little. How many times are they going to not make a goddamn Arkham Asylum film? Um, the Batman one, hopefully, so many, be that. so many times. DC is like that kid that you have to teach the same lesson to yeah. like several yeah. times. Yeah, like, eighty-six year time. old Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're on it now. They're taking over. Shazam's apparently really good. Um, oh, I really hope it is. Word, and yeah. We've got the trailer. Um, we're talking about the trailer coming up, and yeah, very let's exciting. blast through these last four leaked images. Provide the first full look at Sonic the Hedgehog from the upcoming live-action film. He looks awful. He does not look great. He's got real weird cheeks, and I don't. I'm just no, no. The the the, the fan reaction to this has been pretty. It's been pretty like decisive, and Sonic fans no will put up it. with a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like just Sonic. It, like the problem with Sonic has been it's never been able to transition from two D platformer into a three D space, other than Sonic Adventure Battle Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So the problem that they face is taking that that character and putting him into a 3D film that still exists and it looks terrible and I don't know how you do it. I actually don't know how you I do mean, Sonic if you're gonna, the Hedgehog. If the, the character is going to look weird either way, just do the eyes. Just, just yeah, just do the the official Sonic the Hedgehog model. Yeah. Like, I think it, it just, he's been rendered in 3D for 20 years. He looks fine. It's so funny to, to look at... Um, you know, the reactions to Pikachu coming out, and it's not what people would have thought, mm. um, but it's been overwhelmingly positive. Totally. Um, and then for it's this just to, Pikachu, but rendered yeah, in a realistic way. Exactly. And this to come out in the same kind of fashion, and everyone's like, no. It doesn't take much to fuck it up. I don't think it's as bad as it could have been. Um, seeing a lot of the, because um, we got the silhouette so long ago, and there are a lot of uh, kind of, um, it's just, guesses how, man, at what it's he just how he's like, like a man's body. That's weird. Yeah, that, looks like, like a guy in a suit. Freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Oh, I'm scared, so much man. Of this is uncomfortable. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll actually be able to watch that, man. I'm, um, I like I'm gonna, that poster's. I'm, I'm getting anxiety right it. now. <laughs> all the um, all the other details about the film, I think, are so positive. So it's unfortunate that um, it's getting all this backlash. <laughs> Gotta go faster. Gotta yeah. go fast. <laughs> Move on to the next story. Uh, next up, despite earlier reports, Amazon has hinted that their Lord of the Rings series will take place in Tolkien's second age of Middle-earth, potentially thousands of years before Aragorn was born. Very interesting. Um, so there's been a lot of... So this is really interesting because Amazon has been famously tight-lipped about what's going on. Like, apparently the security that they've, you know, kind of gone through around the production of this and the story of it's this like is in like... in Jeff Bezos' basement. Basically, yeah. And he like <laughs> just, I mean, personally yeah, strips like cosplay. you. Nobody lets anybody yeah. in. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if everything that's coming out of Amazon right now is misinformation. It sounds very conspiratorially kind of... If this is weird, true, but, it's like Knights of the Old Ring. You know, it's like we're going back a thousand years, nothing related to it. We'll get cool little tidbits. Do you know anything about the the, the stories from the first and second age? Fuck no. (laughs) So there's there's a lot of like, I mean, one of the really cool things that Tolkien did is that he built an entire mythos. Like he spent a lot of time creating, there's, there's stories about vampires and werewolves that happened before Lord of the Rings that are, that are like, that are written down there. It's fucking fascinating. He made a history spanning eons. He made yeah. a goddamn creation myth. So is... I think th- there's so much to delve into here and, and and stuff that would translate really cool, I think, onto a visual medium if they do it correctly. I, I agree. mean, a lot of people are talking about them doing the fall of Numenor, um, which is a really fascinating um, conf- uh, uh, you know, story. I think one of the really cool things about that, and, and they would have to do this right which is a self-evident fact, but whatever, um, is that that story involves Sauron, who is obviously a major part of the Lord of the Rings um, and for some reason a major part of um, The Hobbit. We'll ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of not an origin story, but it's it's very much how he kind of became who he is. And it gives a far more sympathetic telling of his character. And, you know, it, it, there's actual like kind of levels and and and... Um, he was a, a like a general to the real big bad guy, not just a big eye before. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's there's a lot of stuff that you could do that would be very cool. With and that. you can explore Bilbo's grandfather's grandfather's <laughs> exactly, right? grandfather's yeah. grandfather, and he was really interesting. Like he was the guy who came up with the parchment in <laughs> the Shire, and he, he spread yeah. the word of writing. See, is, he was, is, he was I, prolific. To be fair, this is not retconned, and there's actual like there would be reason to tell this story. Like there's actually something it's to fiction, it. Bro. It's got to open His with Frodo. It. It's got to open with Frodo writing the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of yeah. shit can fuck off. <laughs> 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 
Mr. Frodo, you're back for the 18th time. Oh, why do you just let me have this, all right? Fuck. I'm actually really excited for that. So I'm just glad that they're taking it away. None of this Aragorn's son or Aragorn's Yeah, I think that's a youth. smart decision. Yeah, definitely don't need that. I mean, I think it could be done, but I wouldn't trust anyone it to do it It could definitely properly. be done. If it was Warner Brothers who owned it, it could be done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Christopher Nolan's next film is being described as a romantic thriller um, that is Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest uh, meets Inception in tone. I don't even know what that means. If we know one thing that Nolan does well, it's romance. Mm. That's probably the The man has a beating heart in there. That's the bottom of the (laughs) the ranks of the criteria (laughs) of what is good about uh, Nolan films. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's very good at romance. I don't think he's good at human emotion. (laughs) <laughs> I I I've always found in well I mean we're talking about Inception but like in Inception his relationship with his wife I always found that really fascinating. Mm. It's and definitely just, fascinating, but I didn't feel like it was like romantic as per se. I don't oh, think I've yeah, ever seen. No. So that's what I'm intrigued about. I suppose, this. Yeah. I like how it's not North by Northwest is a great film. It's a favorite of mine in terms of Hitchcock, and then Inception. I wanted to see. When we, when we had this question a couple of weeks ago, what would we like to see? I said, I'd like to see an Inception too. So, you know, to get a, to get a science fiction-y kind of vibe, I'm pumped, man. I'm really pumped. Yeah, that's just describing the tone. So, again, we don't really know anything about this one, but uh, a thriller is always good coming from him, I guess. Yep. Should we move on? Excited. And finally, Warner Brothers is moving ahead with an Edge of Tomorrow sequel. Why is Doug, this in here? Doug Lyman, Tom Cruise, and Emily Blunt are all That's, expected to return. Come on. Are you, are you not excited about that at all? We've been talking about this for about four years, boys. Yeah. I, this... It comes, it goes, <laughs> another 18 months. It's like the Crow reboot. Oh, God. It, it rears its we head. We haven't talked about that in so yeah, long. It, it rears its head and it's like, oh, I'm still here. Yeah. It might actually <laughs> happen now because last, last we reported on it, they had Jason Momoa yeah. um, in the lead. Yeah. So he's kind of hot Bradley right Cooper now. before that. Tom I feel like and, this is one of those projects. Do you think Even Momoa though I will end up being the crow? Sorry? Do you think Momoa will... No, I thought he got cancelled off. Crowa. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that movie's ever going to happen. Um, I Yeah, it's like Deja Vu talking about this movie. Uh, um, um, I, I have no need to see a sequel to no, this film. No, me neither. This is it such is a, really a great good film. Leave it as it is. It's going to be an entire film dedicated to explaining that last 10 minutes. No. The only thing interesting I could see them doing with it potentially is... Um, what happy death they did. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you but have to I, go in a different direction. They did it well. You, you can't... you got to do something different. Well, that's the thing. I, I think to do the Groundhog's Day thing again would be pointless. Yes. Yeah. So just make a fucking awesome sci-fi epic. Do the aliens to alien. Make them... Them going the, to the yeah. home planet of this alien thing. And like the Independence Day 3 we're never going to get. <laughs> you guys remember that movie? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I didn't even watch the second one. No, me neither. What time is it? It's trailer time. Uh, trailer time. Oh. All right, we've got a lot of trailers on, so we'll, we'll let's try Let's rip and, into it. Yeah, let's rip into it. First of all, we've, we've got Dark Phoenix. I quite um, like this. I'm going to tell really? you straight up. I was thinking about this. If X-Men 3 didn't happen, <laughs> I think everyone would be quite into this. Yeah, because this is a remake of X-Men 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were two trailers released, domestic and international. They're very different. The domestic one is garbage, and the international one's actually not terrible. Which is the one where they're in space? In the... They both have a lot of similar elements, okay. but one of them's just put together in a much better way. It's very strange. So I think for this one, there, it's almost impossible to come at it without the context of the, the larger Fox... Um, universe. It's as if um, the world is ending for these characters. Almost. 
and they don't mind killing off a few. So, all right, actually, no. First thing I want to talk about is Mystique, um, which has kind of blown up on the internet and with good reason. Because the first time I watched this trailer, I was fucking she weirded out. She looks like an out. anime character. I thought, what the fuck is going on? Like, she looks like... Did, did, did no like one cutesy. look at it's a, like chibi mistake did no one look at a photo of how they had done her makeup previously and go yeah. oh continuity i think she looks better but really? nothing like the other characters i yeah. actually agree with you yeah she, but it's an no interesting, i wholly disagree i, I love think the, she looks i think she looks better as i don't well. think she ever looked as good as the rebecca romaine version 100 no, percent. um I, she, she always really looked like she's had really like acrylic paint all over her face I think she looks cool now. But um, speaking of mistake, she dies in the trailer. Yeah. Um, which is pretty. Well, we, yeah, we, assume, we assume it's her. It's I definitely mean, her. They, they could pull a quick, fast one. No, she's wanted out of this franchise for half a decade. Um, she's gone. I reckon um, Magneto looks like cops He's are too. gone. Yeah. Um, so I reckon, I, I think that's promising. They might just be clean and shopping here. They're like, this is the last one we're going to do. Fuck it. <laughs> Maybe that's why they uh, extended the release date. Yeah, just to reshoot everyone's yeah. death scene. It's like we're gonna pump this. This is the yeah. fun, this is the finale. I hope that that isn't a cheap cop out for them making a good film, though. Oh, it, I mean, like, they would, but they were never gonna make a good film. I mean, <laughs> do you know what? This would have been really interesting if they knew that they were going to be done a year or two before they did, mm-hmm. and like this, the they at the very beginnings mm, of, of this film, they knew this is the last one, and they and then. Then that that kind of end gave them freedom, as opposed to now they might just cop out and just kill everyone and say, "Oh, look at the the brutalness of this film," and and try and pass it off as like a Wolverine or, or of a sorry a, um, a Logan. Um, th- I mean, yeah, I don't get the vibe from this that it's going to be. I don't know, man. I just it was certainly better than the first trailer, and it's certainly better than I think it has any right to be. But still, saying that, it's just. Did the one you guys watch have the little sequence at the end when they're on the train and yeah. with the that that was cool, man? I think that's going to be an interesting scene. <laughs> I like the the vehicle design of the ship mm-hmm. in space. You're going to hate this. Movie. I'm going to hate yeah. this. Um, I think the only interesting thing we're going to find out about this movie is if it's the worst X Men movie ever made because I think it's it's going to be in the running with um, X Men Origins Wolverine and Apocalypse. No, I don't think it's going to be Which, down there. Well, okay, I think this is going to be a middling. I think there's every chance it could be as bad as Apocalypse, which I put right which, at the bottom. Which one? Oh, I was about to ask that. Which one do you think is worse, Origins or, or Apocalypse? Really? Um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. come on. No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wolverine's much more amateurish, and um, but also it's more hilariously bad. It's and fun. it's it's breezy it's in, in a watchable way. Yeah, it's like a yeah. montage of these just Apocalypse is a slog. Scenes. Every every time I watch him like scraping his. Um, claws together. It just it makes me want to punch something. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. So bad. Yeah. I remember I, watching that in the, when when he's in front of the mirror and like, takes his like, metal claws out for the first time, and, and he, they're like, it looks like something out of Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It's, yes. It's literally a cartoon. It's wow. bizarre. It's the, the, worst the CG work is terrible. You've yeah, seen this? Though, remember the movie? The movie. Oh, it's been a while. The movie leaked online. Um, yeah, I remember. Um, and About everyone, nine months before, everyone hated it. It tanked any chance it was ever going to have. So they didn't finish it. I think. Wow. It's got it's got to be something like that. Fuck it. I remember Holy being fuck. fucking Damage weirded control. out as shit when I watched that the like the first time and I was like, we've already had what? Two, maybe three um X-Men films by that time. Three. And I mean, in all of them never was I look like, oh, those look shit. Hmm. And I was like, how did they go backwards? Yeah. How does that happen? Might be right, Benny. Anyway, we'll, we'll find yeah, out anyways. about that one if, if it ever comes out. Remember New Mutants? Um, next right. up, we have... Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> I was like, that's mad. <laughs> uh, next, we've got Aladdin. Aladdin. Uh, trailer. That I can't out. believe it. I actually kind of like this one as well. I know. What I the will hell? say, though, the song at the end with the music, it feels so wrong to me. Like, I, I I'm, like I'm like, you've stolen something. You've yep. stolen something that does not belong to <laughs> something you. Something that is mine. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I had the exact same feeling. I thought this, I mean, when they did the, um, it took me off guard the first time I saw the genie song. Um, you've never had a friend like me or whatever it was. With all the Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and, liking that. Yeah, I so, like so it when a it, lot. When I heard that theme, I was like, <laughs> oh, they are not doing like Robin Williams song. Like that's just not cool. And then when um, he, uh, he started doing like a little bit of a rap over it, I'm like, okay, actually, you know what? If he's going to kind of make it his own, I'm sort of cool with that. Like I, I'll, I'll, I won't go either way necessarily right now, but I, I'm going to give this one a chance. I will say that ending one, which sounds straight out of the animation, that felt like a betrayal. That felt weird. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to feel about them just lifting it out of that. And I actually thought it was the original singer for Aladdin. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't hear a difference. Yeah, um, Jafar I, still sucks. Jafar is bad. Oh my goodness. I mean, what it's were they thinking? Real bad. I don't want to judge his performance too hard before I've seen the film, but he seems terrible. Yeah. But I mean, just he, I mean, like, just, what I think the fuck were they thinking? Part man? of it is just for uh, is not his fault. <laughs> it's not menacing. Part of it is no. It's not his fault that he was fault. cast yeah. in a horribly wrong role yeah. for him. Yeah. I mean, like if if someone said, "Do you want to be in a major Disney production and you want to be Jafar?" You'd be. I don't care who you are. You'd be like, "Fuck yes." But I mean, that whoever cast them should know, like, and Jas- what the fuck are you doing? I like, I think that Jasmine, she's beautiful, like she's the actress, but I don't think she, like, she doesn't feel like Jasmine to me. You know, something we saw her for like there. two seconds. I, I like her can- a lot in Power Rangers. I reckon she can. I don't she know, can nail man. That I, there's something just feels like I'm surprised how much I like this trailer, but something feels decidedly off. Are you saying you hate women? No. Yeah. I think you might love women. Yeah. Uh, I thought this trailer was <laughs> love women. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I thought <laughs> uh, I thought this trailer was terrible. Really? Really? Yeah. I watched it 17 nice. minutes after it first came out, and I, yeah. I was just sitting on my couch at like midnight. I'm like, this is terrible. Kind of laughable. Yeah. I thought it looked like uh, just the cheapest production on on a tiny soundstage. I, I, see, I, I disagree. I thought I was like actually surprised at how I was like, wow, this actually looks okay. This is the most <laughs> negative I've been on this movie so far, and I'm very keen to see yeah. it to find out how I feel. I'm but not gonna, um, I'm going to be where you're at uh, by the, once it's all said and done. I didn't like it at all. Next up, yeah, you're in that. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> you were meant to keep talking. Um, Detective Pikachu, second one that was released. Um, I don't I, think I did. I watch this. Oh, I don't know if I did. God damn it! I gave you one job. I think it's the one I missed. Um, what happens when I don't put it on for you guys? I know. I I, I really enjoyed this. this. You know I thought that. this was the best one so far. I, yeah. I loved this. Oh fuck! I mean, this. I don't is, remember <laughs> it because it was about two weeks ago. <laughs> but, uh, the, look, this, I mean, it, it's n- there's nothing really different than the first one. I mean, the 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 style of humor is very similar. The um the look of it is very similar. You don't really get that much more information. But it reveals Mewtwo. Maybe you have seen it. Yeah. No. No? Definitely haven't okay, seen that. Okay, so it reveals Mewtwo at the end, yeah. which is kind of the biggest Very new cool. thing we have in this. Sick. So he's presumably the, Mewtwo, the, the villain in this. Yeah. Fuck everyone up. He looks weird. He looks gross. Really? But yeah, he's it's, no, he look, no, he looks good. Like, he looks like Mewtwo. But Mewtwo's really gross, apparently, in real Mewtwo's, life. Mewtwo's <laughs> just like a kind of weird Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think this looks, just keeps looking better and better, though. Hell yeah, I'm pumped. I, I have high hopes and high expectations for this film, which might... Be dangerous, but 
Yeah. Yes, definitely. Next we have Shazam. Shazam. I love the effect where he <laughs> goes up to the building and goes, mm. that is looks so good. I'm yeah. sorry, I just want to point out how like reverently you you said Shazam right there. It was just like a really <laughs> beautiful moment. You're like, Shazam. <laughs> yes. This um, has got all I, the ingredients for success. It looks hilarious. I like the concept. I like the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe they're going down. I like the kind of small town vibe. It's got a sort of like feels like it doesn't feel like New York or LA. Listen, maybe I'm wrong here, but it just felt like a little sort of a Midwest kind of uh, setting. They seem uh, to have a great tone lockdown. Yes, which I'm, I'm super really. Into really excited for this i think I it looks, hope it can deliver i think it looks fantastic my only hesitation and this is more of just a potentially bad thing is that um, mark strong's dr savannah um you know in the comics he's just a like he's just an evil scientist kind of guy but in this he's like a, a he's got all the powers you know yeah i'm fucking like him up that feels the building that feels like some i don't know fantastic four number one doctor doom stuff or something yeah but, I, uh, I, it'll be interesting to see how, what i'm interested to see is their relationship and i, I there's a potential for this, and I um I don't know if they'll go down this road, but I would love it if you know Mark Strong kind of coaches him on how to be a rival. It kind of looks like that, mm-hmm. um, in the sense of like you know Mark Strong is used to dealing with heroes and yeah, yeah. You know, battling heroes and and not really knowing how to deal with someone that is new to the game. Mm. Um, I think that could be really cool to um explore. Yeah, a lot of humor in in kind of the comics and shows is wrung out of the fact that so few people who deal with Captain Marvel or Shazam know that he's a child yeah so they're all just kind of like something odd about this guy yeah. he's really weird <laughs> and they even say that in the um in the trailer you ask him like how old are you he goes i don't know 15 ish <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i have high hopes for that movie Me too. um mm. it looks like i just I, i'd really like for net or no i was about to say netflix for um for dc to just hit it out of the park with yeah. this can we give this next one straight to george because i think this is a big one Hell boy. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, listen, I am so excited for this, man. I can't <laughs> really? tell you. I am on board, motherfucker. Yeah. Bring it. All my hesitations. Like now that I know. Okay, so in my head, I, before we saw any footage, I was really excited for more of a gritty, more of a low budget, more of a somber, somber darker vibe and we're not getting that here regardless i'm happy I we're think getting a paul cool. ws anderson film instead i'm so pumped so this is the red 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 band trailer it is violent as fuck. i am so people getting like into it man fucking sliced yeah this I'm is much even, more intense than i've ever seen i'm not even Hellboy i'm happy that they're redoing like the origin story like, identically it seems I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I didn't hate, I didn't go. hate this trailer at all. Let's but go. it was surprising in a lot of ways. Let's go. So I'm trying to think of the I'm 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 looking it up now. Okay, yeah. Do you know what this movie looks like to me? It's the Last Witch Hunter. Vin mm. Diesel. Yeah. Totally. That's not a good thing. Don't don't <laughs> it, be like yeah, man. Bro, I love that. Like Solomon Kane as well. It oh, reminds boy. me of that. Look, I Bring don't. It. I, Bring I, it. Like, I get the appeal of that, but this is. I mean, I just. It doesn't look great. Like it just. I, I think it looks fantastic. Yeah, I didn't make really? that Paul W.S. Anderson comparison lightly because he makes B movies, but he makes great B movies. Yeah. And I think this does look like fun. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm so pumped. I still I'm, think his face looks terrible. I was about to say, no. like, every, every close-up of, whenever, of him, Whenever his mouth moves, it's just like... It I, doesn't they, look right. They <laughs> shy away from it, too. Like, they have him kind of talking off screen <laughs> and stuff yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that last line really <laughs> fell flat for me. Uh, uh, David, David... I'm a Capricorn and, and, and you're fucking crazy. I was just like, oh, that seems like a... <laughs> Low-hanging fruit that they just couldn't, couldn't get. Yeah, this feels like a throwback. Love it. 
Yeah, no, I'm just that I'm not I'm not 100% convinced on that one. Mm. Um all right, next we got uh Good Boys. Did you watch the trailer for this one? I did. Ah, well done. Um this is I I I love this. I love um the, how prolific um Seth Rogen is. As a producer, yeah. Well, I mean, as a producer, as an actor, as a a director, all that kind of stuff. Like, I think that just... um, He's working. He's working. And and he he seems like the kind of person that shouldn't be. Um, So I I love that he is. Uh, I love that they're just taking super bad and keep turning the age down. Yeah. Going backwards. I hope there's a baby version of this. This this feels very much like Sausage Party in that, like, it's presented as a kid's film, but it's nothing like a kid's film. And I have a feeling that... um, that that's something that they, they're going to do a couple more times to probably pretty good effect. Like it's just, it's so jarring and so weird that it's has to be entertaining. If I was 15, I would love this trailer. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. This looks like a lot of fun. I feel like they've really struck a good balance of these kids being like, you know, wisecracking funny kids, but also like there's an innocence there to them. Yeah. Um, you know, like your stranger things and what have you, which looks very endearing. It kind of reminded me of um, it. Mm. The kids in it, mm. um, particularly that one kid. That's giving Richie. it a lot high caliber, man. I mean, that well, is why? that is that is the highest. I, I I feel as though this is a cool concept for a trailer and maybe a little episode or something. But as a whole movie, we'll we'll see if they can uh, keep that interest and and they've got a good script. Mm. I mean, it's it's um, it's Seth Rogen. He's, he's generally pretty good at that, and his uh, his new movie's gotten a lot of good reviews, apparently. Um, the long shot. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. So. Um, all right. So moving on, Midsummer. Midsummer. Bring it. Arias's follow up to Hereditary could Praise not be more excited Lord. for this film. God damn. God, he really. Um, he's kind of got a fascination with cults. Uh, there was a lot of cultish stuff in Hereditary, and mm. that seems to be one of the major themes in this. Listen, gorgeous. Cinematography, very distinct setting, all all bright daylight. Mm. I am. He seems to have a fascination intrigued. with people making noises. Yeah. <laughs> what's 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 the one in this trailer that he like? Ha! <laughs> Something like that. It's like weird. They keep doing it over and over again. And it's like a breathing. They're like ha. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but it's something I, I noticed because I was like, if they're going to do that same kind of gimmick again, that seems a bit weird. I'll follow this guy to the ends of the yeah, earth. Hereditary being a debut feature film just blew my fucking does that, mind. Does that not kind of make you a bit worried, though? No, totally, yeah. Um, I was just thinking about uh, Us the other day because some, some reviews are starting to flood in. And I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Jordan Peele did have an underwhelming second film, you know, because, man, the praise got heaped on him. Doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, I've seen some mixed stuff. Okay, let's say it's a little yeah. messy, but um, but I mean, the problem with that film, I think, is going to be the overhype before it, because I mean, coming off the back of, I mean, the, this this film will have a, a more of a chance of being successful because, um, fucking um, what's it called? Hereditary got slammed by a lot of people. So not reviewers though. Critically, it was adored. Yeah, but um, like you so, know, the public opinion is not. With that, like, I mean, Get Out had both reviewers and the public going fucking yeah, bananas fuck, for that. Fuck the plebs. <laughs> we're oh, re- we're yeah. reviewers, man. We're the fucking king shit around here. We don't need to listen to them. Um, yeah, I, I'm very very keen for this. Really keen. Uh, Hereditary, I thought, was just fucking terrifying. Boom. All right, moving on. We've got Game of Thrones. I didn't watch this. <laughs> what? I mean, 
Well, it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, you totally. guys you, talk you, about you it. You talk about it. Yeah. Um, it seems like a, a pretty <laughs> serious tone change. Um, I mean, I think how could it not be? Like this is the the pinnacle, the 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 finale. It's going to be big battles, and you know, kind of, it, it's going to be final. Um, and and I think that something that's made uh, Game of Thrones really interesting along the years has been this kind of subterfuge. You don't know who's with who, and then how it's all coming together, and that. I just, it'll be really interesting to see how they deal with that that change in pace, that style that they're going to have to, uh, they're going to have to do. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be just a fucking blockbuster, like a, a 10 hour movie. Yeah. Um, I, the only took takeaway I had from this trailer, I'm such a, such a lazy game of Thrones fan. I don't, I'm not really that invested. The only takeaway I had was that Tormund is still alive. And I'm like, fuck yes. Uh, uh, Tormund Wolfsbane, redhead Viking. You dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, good. Cause it was a bit, uh, up in the air last time we saw him. When, yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, so that's great. Bring back Sean Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's kind of one of my favorite characters off he's to the, the side. Like, yeah, he's, he's my just, absolute favorite. Yeah. Sean Ben. Um, <laughs> his, uh, what would you call it, courting of, uh, what's her name, is brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, so good. Um, all right, moving on. We've got Good Omens, which is the um, Amazon Prime is it? I, I should know this, but is it a series or is it a movie? It's a series, series right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this concept. It looks pretty low budget for what they're trying to do, but it's I, very BBC production. Yeah, mm. but I, I don't think I could give a shit. Like, it's just it, I love the idea of them working together and and like just their camaraderie. Yeah, Angel and a Demon, um, David Tennant, and Michael Sheen, just having to try and uh, avert the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, it looks like so much fun. It's like mm. cool, like little buddy comedy. I think there was a little bit more explanation in the first trailer as to why they're doing it. Like mm. it, this one kind of seemed to, but this had a lot more in terms of spectacle. Yeah, um, yeah, and John Hammond cheap, cheap there looking as well. or not. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was in cheap this. to go for the Queen, but David Bowie drop after fucking uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. Like I was like, oh come on, that's an obvious choice. Oh, that was good though. It was yeah, a good it choice. Well. It, it's strategically a great choice, but it but also I just fit felt the like, trailer. Yeah, it, so what the hell I are you guess, complaining about? I guess, but you know they're leveraging that, and that's fine. But it felt to me a little. I, I liked. I, I really loved everything else in the trailer. You know, that was the only little nitpick for me. So you didn't like that song in there? I just thought it was a cheap grab. At like, you, you don't know, like David Bowie? I, I really don't like him, man. Wow. Mm. I'm gonna go over to his house, <laughs> say to him, Mister Bowie, I don't like you. Oh, <laughs> oh George, <laughs> you missed out on some news. <laughs> um. Next week. Oh, okay. So after uh, Good Omens, we've got Brightburn. Fuck. Another trailer for Brightburn. This yes. Looks this is really interesting because, I mean, in terms of action, there's not an awful lot that's shown in this that wasn't shown in the first trailer. In fact, I think there might have been more in the first trailer. But what's really interesting is everything that's happening around it, how far down the story they're going to go. Um, one of the things I got out of this is I just love the concept of like, what would you do if you just if you found out your kid was a monster? Yeah, like, I mean that the, the mentality or the mindset of a mother that that would have to contend with that is. At, what, at like, what stage do you diagnose that? Just you know, yeah. quickly. If anyone out there has not seen, we need to talk about Kevin. Rectify that immediately. Yeah, I need um, to see that. Shit. Also, if so, you don't want to ever sleep again, um, you know, research child psychopaths. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking terrifying. If you don't want kids, research it. Yeah, um, seriously. So it's, yeah, this is James Gunn produced "What If Superman Was Evil" uh, story. 
every trailer that comes out, this movie looks cheaper to me. Which is not, you know, necessarily a bad thing. That's fine. Yeah, but it, it, it's better. Yeah, it really feels like that, um, you know, like uh, uh, Slither grade. Totally. Mm. Which is it awesome. almost reminds where, me of uh, Chronicle. The more I think about it, mm. that bit where uh, he attacks the the woman in the cupboard or, or in the classroom or whatever. This mm. is going to be vicious, really man. fucking brutal. Is I think. the blood in her eye? Oh, sorry, the glasses. She pulled yeah. the glass out yeah. of her eyeball. So when when oh. that happened, I was like, oh shit. This is going to be really intense. I, I am very much looking forward to this. I think it's a very yeah. interesting way to play with the concept, invert it, add some horror elements. It's got a good selection of ingredients. Mm. And that trailer, I was very impressed. I think the tone of it's on point. I think like they've got some really cool action-y, what would you call it, action in... I don't even know set pieces you would call yeah. it, I guess, with I, her at the end sitting uh, in the kitchen. Mm. You know, there's a, some really the cool stuff in here. Yeah, I I thought this was going to be a bit more of a slow burn, a little bit more kind of thriller aspect. Will he? Won't he? Um, they've kind of come out and said, "Oh yeah, he will." Yeah, 100%. like they're they're very much. Um, we'll see where it ends up. But. Yeah, I think that'll be the interesting part. I, I mean, I hope that they aren't spoiling the good parts of the film. Like, if it does end up being a bit more of a slower burn and that's the finale, I'll be really Hopefully kind he gets of upset. mowed down by, like, <laughs> half an Air Force or something. Probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a kid version of Batman comes yeah. in and beats yeah. the shit out of him. Um, all right, next we have... <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> do, do you bleed? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd love it if he was saying it as in mercy, like... Batman being like, Martha, Martha. Like, I don't know, Martha. Fuck! I'm so pumped to talk about this next trailer. Why? I don't this even know what the, the fuck week. is in here. This trailer of the week. What is man? going Who put this in here? Hello. Show yourself. <laughs> I'm actually upset I didn't put it in here. <laughs> I don't even know what you want to... I don't even want, this, is, this is what? Like a fucking $20 movie? What is it? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, sorry. Doom Annihilation. <laughs> so another Doom movie. Oh, fuck. It makes the one from 2005 look like a spectacle. I know. I was like, how are they making the old Doom film look good? This mm. seriously, like, some bits in this look like, you know, go over to Gary's place and he's and got a spare garage. Yeah. So we'll put up a bit of cardboard and then that's, a, that's like a motorized door on a spaceship. Have you guys- there was a, there was a legit was it like a character that legit said in this kill 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 oh, or like know. run or, or they repeated something and I was like oh my god this is the most lowest common denominator stuff you can get have you guys seen the original yeah I saw it um last year on my honeymoon man it's so good like, I, actually I legit love Doom I have yeah. such a soft spot for that yeah cool. I've, I've been um, meaning to check it out. I it's think. the rock. Yeah, it's on Netflix now, so I'm. It's I'm, the film that the rock that bombed, and the rock was like, "I gotta do the family friendly shit," because yeah. <laughs> he well, says yeah. "motherfucker" and all kinds of stuff in Doom, and um, well, he said that that was a, a turning point, hundred percent for him, hundred percent on how he how he marketed himself, how yep. he went down, like what movies were going to be successful. And he did Witch Mountain or some crap. Yeah, the race to Witch Mountain. <laughs> yeah, Which I will never meme. see. I will never see. At least that. we got a good meme out of it. Yeah. Um, last one, and this is the only one I didn't. Did watch. we even talk about the trailer? Talk about it was Gary's bad. <laughs> um, last one was Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is a very specific movie. Yeah, Ben, you want to take this one? Um, I there's not much to say about it. I'm so happy this is happening. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, I like, I really like this. Um, you know, DC original movies just making kind of random things like what if stories, like we were talking about before. Um, I will watch this the second it comes out. I'm really keen for this. What is it coming out on? Uh, Blu-ray and digital. Okay. Digital. Cool. Mm. 
digital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean anymore? <laughs> Connor, cool. what do you think about that? Yeah. I give two shits about that. All right. There we have it, people. Let's call it a day there. It's been it's a, a long, long episode. episode. Tons of stuff to talk about. Lots to catch up on. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick little shout out to our boy Drew Torres from Downright Superb. He's put out a really cool video that gave us a little shout out. So we're going to give him a little shout out. It's Mike Flanagan versus The Conjuring. A really cool little video video essay that he's put a lot of effort into. So go check that out. Shout out to Drew. We'll be back next week. We've got a ton of stuff. Movie MMA coming up. Infinity War commentary coming up. Get ready. It's going to be... Hopping off with the boy Connor. See ya. Strikes back. Uh, <laughs> we are. I'm not going to rap. Sorry. When you got to go, Connor? Uh, sorry. When do you got to go? Um, as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> like three minutes in. See yeah. Ya. Bye. Yeah. Um, I have yeah. to be on every podcast. Yeah. This is a big week, but I guess we don't have a review, so it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like I, we've started relatively early, so if we get to it, then. <laughs> All right, let's launch. <laughs>